Welcome to the Funny Style Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Robinson. Today we have... Brian Milligan. And two special guests <laughs> with us. We just got done doing um, Michelle's show here in Daytona, so please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Michelle Keith. And the star of the show, this gentleman has been doing comedy, what, 16, 17, 17 years? years. He is the godfather of Orlando comedy. Welcome, Mr. Ken Miller. Thank y'all for having me. And hey, shout out to Ross McCoy for giving me that name. I did not give myself that name. <laughs> you know, with nicknames, you can't give yourself a nickname. Yeah. So I did not give my because anybody would be James John, Dean Napolitano, Miss hmm. Hope. Those would be the real, real Godfathers that because they gave me my start. But and Dean is actually Italian, so yeah, yeah. yeah. So she worked with me, but you know, for me, it was um, all about. I'm the guy that gives you know. People talk to me about comedy and want my opinion and how can I do this better, how can I do that better. So that's mm-hmm. how I got that name. From the mm-hmm. other bar too. I was mm-hmm. always yeah. sat down with comedians and, and helped them out, man. Because I tell you all the time, I may never get famous in comedy, but if I can get you famous, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I, and I mean that. That's not a joke. If I can get you famous doing stand-up, I'm happy with that. So what, So 17 years ago, so what year did you start? That would 2006. Be- 2006. Ooh, 2006, yeah. Right. So and why not lounge out to my screens? Bonkers Comedy Club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's people really? Yeah. That's cool. So what, what what made you start doing comedy in the first place? I always wanted to be a comic. When I was graduating high school, I was going to move to New York and do stand-up. I was done. I, I had a scholarship for college to go be a school teacher. Because um, in the 90s, if you scored a certain amount of your SAT, they were trying to buy, find black school teachers mm-hmm. to do English and math. Mm. I want to be an African-American studies teacher. Mm. My history teacher said, ain't nobody going to, you don't want to do that. Ron DeSantis. You're right. right. Yeah, DeSantis, ain't no, ain't no black history. <laughs> and, um, and I was going to be a teacher. I, was gonna, I wanted mm. to be an African-American studies teacher. Uh, well, I wanted to be an obstetrician because of Cliff Huxtable. Not Bill, Cos- not Bill Cosby. Not Bill Cosby. Cliff Huxtable. Because that was everybody's father. Mm. And she was like, Nah, you don't want to do this. I said, well, I right, well, I'm going to go to New York and do stand-up. And my mom mm. was like, no, the fuck you not. <laughs> she said, you going to the Army. And I said, all right. So I found a computer programmer job, went to the Army, did nine years in the military. Damn. And then I got out in 04. I was working for Nextel, you know, the, mm-hmm. the chirp. And I was two years in, and a friend of mine was like, go to open mic. And so I wrote a five-minute set, took a half day. And Pedro Lima was the host. And, oh, and I took 40 of my co-workers. My first oh, time ever. Yeah. 40 co-workers. 40 co-workers. Yeah, I took my whole, the yeah. whole call center. Everybody coming with me. And I did. I was nervous. And it was terrible. It was awful. I killed, but it was awful. Like, mm-hmm. my friends, you know your friends, friends laugh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. To the point where I was, I could put the mic in the stand. I was shaking. Uh. And I just did the mic drop. And <laughs> Pedro was like, motherfucker, don't ever do that again. He <laughs> said, come back next week by yourself. And I bombed. And he yeah. said, all right, there you go. And after that, rest is history. And then I started working with Bonkers. I was three months in and featuring. Oh, uh, because nice. I, But it, the material wasn't good. Mm-hmm. I would just... I, well, it, it, no, you it don't really know was. that at the time. You don't. You do You're not know that. You don't know that at You're the time. You're getting laughs. So what, you just had the confidence? Or? I had the uh, stage presence, yeah. which yeah, you yeah, cannot yeah. teach. You yeah. just no. can't teach. I've always been the, the, the upfront guy. Everybody knew me. I've always been the guy up front, the funny guy. That's always I've always been that dude. Mm-hmm. But I ain't know how to write a joke. <laughs> I just had to be funny. I ain't mm. know. You know, my first joke I ever wrote was, and it's hacky. 
a woman, I, you know, you have a sex with a girl, she like, hurt me, hurt me. So I put it in a figure four. <laughs> like, it's, it's not funny. It's not. But my coworkers was like, hey. But, it, but I wouldn't do that shit now. Yeah. But then I thought that was funny because it's my friends. Your friends laugh at every. You have been sitting out with your friends like, yo, put that on stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, that's right. And here I am 17 years later, man, mm-hmm. touring the fucking United States of America. It's amazing. Out. It's awesome. That's awesome. So you, I'm trying to think. So, so this is an interesting. This is the first podcast where we've ever actually all done a show and then immediately went uh, to the podcast. Oh, okay. That's true. Do you have any comments on our sets? <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I'm gonna be real with you, man. Yeah, I I don't watch sets. It's yeah, fine. you have to tell me to watch your set. Yeah, I don't watch set. I'm, Which I, I would never do. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. I watch your set if you want, man, dude. I probably talk to eighty comedians a day, yeah. and that's not a joke. My mm-hmm. wife will tell you. My laptop upstairs in the office and messenger, ding, 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 mm-hmm. all night. Because mm-hmm. comedians want me to watch this. Say, hey, watch this. Watch. And I watch it. But you got to understand, I will be 100% honest with you. Mm-hmm. If you cannot take my honesty, mm-hmm. you, you don't want me, don't let me watch right. this. Set. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this is what happened. I, this is a true story. <laughs> so I used to run the other bar, which was the best open mic in Orlando. Ever. Yes. Mm-hmm. And a young lady wanted me to watch her set. And Heather Shaw, y'all know Heather Shaw. Yes. Heather Shaw says, are you sure? She says, no, I want Ken to watch my set. She said, how long you been doing comedy? The girl says, six months. Heather said, you should probably wait a year. <laughs> yeah. Because you're not ready yet. Watch your set. I, I watched her set. It was terrible. I told the young lady, I said, it's not funny. It's not. I said, but in six months, let's revisit this. I said, you're six months in, baby. You just started this. You're six months in. Mm-hmm. In a year, let's watch it again. She went and told everybody, Ken Miller hate me, told me to quit comedy, kill myself, shoot my dog. I'm like, I never said that. I, and y'all know me. Yeah. That's not my personality. I want everybody to be great in stand-up. I, don't nobody love Orlando or Florida comics the way I love you motherfuckers. Like, mm-hmm. I want y'all to be great. So fast forward three years later, I see the young lady. She murders. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. Murder. Nice. I said, and that's what I was talking about. She said, but you didn't nice. You weren't nice to me. I said, I'm not going to be nice to you. Because if I'm that comedian that says, you were great. You did good. It was good. Good set. And you wasn't? You're going to do that same shitty set for the next three years. But when I told you you wasn't shit and you're going to get better, look what you did. And now she's a working comic. Mm-hmm. Nice. You know what I'm saying? But I'm super honest with everybody about their set. Mm-hmm. But I have to be because if not... You're not going to get any better. And I'm not doing it to be a dick because it does nothing for me. If you don't make any comedy, what? <laughs> if you make it or don't make it, it doesn't matter to me. That does nothing for my career. Mm-hmm. I do it because I want you to be a great comic. And I want you to represent Orlando. Because anybody in Orlando know if you bomb, mm-hmm. I tell them motherfuckers all the time, you, you from Melbourne. You from Melbourne. You from Tampa, Melbourne. Any Orlando comic will tell you, if they bomb somewhere outside of Orlando, nigga, you're not from here. <laughs> and Or we have the box of chocolates with me preaching. Justin, we used to have a mm-hmm. thing. If you bomb, we would say, don't come home. Mm-hmm. That was the thing. that was our running joke. Don't yeah. come home. But it's not a disrespect thing. It's just saying you represent Orlando. You represent me. Mm-hmm. So if I say, hey Chris, yeah, I got you in Syracuse. You go to Syracuse and you bomb. After I done gave you a, a thumbs up, yeah. I ain't never met Chris in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't even know Chris Robinson. I don't yeah. even know my name Robinson. I met you in my life. 
But I'm honest with comedians, and not to be a dick, I just want you to be great as a stand-up. That's mm-hmm. all I want. That's it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think everybody has. Do you? Did you ever got? Did you guys ever do the other bar? Like, yeah, I did the other bar a few times. So I, just, I think everybody in this area definitely has an other bar story. My, my other bar story. I, I will never forget my first other bar. Was mm-hmm. I drunk? Because I used to drunk. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Drunk. But now that I know you better, you might have been. I might have been drunk. If it's, <laughs> not, if it's not the nine o'clock. It was like I'm, a crew I'm, of I'm us dead. from here in Daytona <laughs> went over. It was me, Joe Lavecchi, Sarah, Trout. Like a bunch of us went over. And I was the only girl, of course. And I was like, fucking, I was like so determined. This is how you are in the beginning. And um, I went in there. I did okay, whatever. I think I did okay. And then I came outside. Which is where we all hang out. Yes. And I had the adrenaline going, whatever. And there were some, like, I think, I can't remember who it was. I know Dwayne was one of them. (laughs) But you waved me over and you, you came and you said, listen, I wasn't in there when you did your shit, but... Some of these motherfuckers came out here and told me that you were so funny. Then there you go. And I will never forget that. <laughs> and go. but everybody has another story. Because you talked about the, the yeah, I did. So I that did. is true. I remember that. Yeah, I did. Right. And uh, you know, when you're a young comedian, not even a year in though, like that's like a thing. It's and like I, a thing. Look, when I say young comedian, I go by your time yeah, in I'm comedy. Not, I'm not old. I don't go by I'm your age. Young. I never yeah. go by your age. Yeah. And your time in comedy makes you a young comic. I've mm-hmm. had this issue with comedians that who are older. Because a lot of comedians, like me. Uh, people start comedy after 45, mm-hmm. 50 years old, yeah. and I treat them like I would treat a motherfucker that's 19. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're gonna, you're, you don't get past the head because you old. That, don't, yeah. that yeah. has nothing to do with it. It's all about how funny you are, period. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I care about. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck if you 60, if you 19, I go by how funny you are with stand-up. Mm-hmm. That's it. And that, I do remember that because she had to joke about... The, the, she's had a little yes. the thing in her breast yes. and, and everybody was like oh she was super funny and I told her I said like, they liked you you killed now mm-hmm. I wasn't in there mm-hmm. but I trust your word if you come out and say Ken she was funny mm-hmm. and I was like alright cool now my my other bar my main other bar story was the bonkers um, audition. audition oh audition I was yes. there too yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I had I, cause again when you're a new comic especially in Melbourne they talk about they talk about Ken Miller like you're a mythical creature. <laughs> right? Like when I started, your lore proceeded. <laughs> Which is crazy because like I'm such a nice you know me, I'm a coachable yeah. guy. Yeah. But they hear the stories and they see me, they be like You know what I think you need to It's fine. Keep with it. Yeah. But I but I but I, I do this because it say for instance, you get famous, right? Mm-hmm. And you dropped your Netflix special. And the critics are like, uh, Chris Robinson was great. But then you got Chris like, I can't stand this motherfucker. <laughs> I get you ready for the person that can't stand you. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. everybody's not going to like you. I don't, I don't care how funny you are. There's somebody out there that does not think Dave Chappelle is funny. Mm-hmm. Dave yeah, Chappelle is the greatest right. comedian to yes. ever st- touch a yes. microphone. But there is somebody out there mm-hmm. that does not think Dave Chappelle is funny. Yeah. And he's the greatest per- person yeah. to ever touch a mic. Yeah. And, and that's why I try to get y'all ready for that. Somebody out there is going to hate. Y'all saw my set. The Benadryl joke. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is a true story. I'm opening for Preacher Lawson. I have to preach to just finish AGT. Yeah. It's sold out. Six shows. I kill all weekend. Clean <laughs> comedy. I murder. Mm-hmm. This lady sends me an email. 
about how her daughter died from a Benadryl. Oh, God. <laughs> how do you die from a Benadryl overdose? The babysitter gave the daughter Benadryl and the, ben- the daughter died. Now, if you guys know me, you know my son almost died from the brain aneurysm. So mm-hmm. I understood what she was going through. And I messaged her. I says, man, won't you know, I understand what you're going through. Now, my son didn't die, but he was on the cusp. I understand it. But if you taking comp, you taking parenting and advice from a comedian, you're a shitty parent. <laughs> if you take any advice that we say on stage, nothing we say yeah. on stage is great. Yeah. It's it's ninety percent truth, ten percent of better. I would never tell my kids shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. But people love it and laugh. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? My yeah. mama didn't really beat me with a bag of flour. She <laughs> threw the flour on me. But it's funnier to get yeah. beat with it. So you never get spanked with nothing like a switch or a paddle. My mom was hands. My mom was slapping shit out. All right, well, wouldn't I'm six three. My mom was five feet tall. Dude, I went to school even in junior high. We were paddled. Yeah, we got paddled. Yeah, I got paddled. In yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, I swear. How old? I'm I'm 37. <laughs> 31. Yeah, yeah, you ain't getting none of that. But I, yeah. I went to school in South Georgia, and they, like... Yeah, the Carolinas and Georgias and South Carolina, yeah. your ass. They had segregated proms at my high school. Oh I graduated in 2004. God. Like, dead serious. Yeah. They had a, a private crazy. prom for white people. I got... And, the other problem. Which is dope because y'all can't dance. So yeah, I, was to, I would happen to go I to the black prom. I'm that. like, oh, white prom. But it was the administration that did it. Which yeah. was also, we had a black principal. And, and, and he that, was like, yeah, that's yeah, like, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was. I don't know, it was weird, but yeah, I got paddled. But I'm, I'm always about making you guys better comics. That's all I'm, I'm mm-hmm. here for. So if somebody gets mad at me for speaking my truth about their set, I have I'm I'm okay with it. Now I used to not be. Like I used to be the person I want everybody to like me. Yeah, everybody no. to love me. No. I don't now I'm a that comes with age. I don't yeah. care. But mm-hmm. if somebody gives you shit about what you said about their set, it, you know, if they come to you a year later and say, Hey, will you look at my set? Do this you, is what do I do. do. This is true stuff. Uh-huh. If you send me your set, I have ten friends uh-huh. that I send your set to. Oh, that's, that's fucking true. awesome. <laughs> that don't they're not comics. Oh. oh, they're not nice. comics. Oh. I said I sent them ten of my friends. I have a list. For it, I have ten friends of mine who are not stand-up comedians. Mm-hmm. I send them your set. Mm-hmm. If they come back like, "Yo, this motherfucker was funny," oh, okay. if not, I'm like, "Hey, it needs work." work. <laughs> yeah. People want to get an improv. I send your set to the gym, mm-hmm. and I said, "Hey, sis, watch this." And she'll hit me back, be like, I right, I like them. Or she'll be like, what the fuck is, what the fuck are you sending me this? Yeah. <laughs> but it's to help you be a better comic. Yes. It's not to mm. shit on your set. Because most comics, when you star, you're not going to be funny. Yeah. Mm. But no matter what you do in life, if you star something, you're not going to be good when you start it. Yeah. <laughs> they think that, hey, I'm, I'm my friends think I'm funny. My mama think I'm funny. I'm going to be funny. Nah, bro. It's, it's it doesn't work like that. But also like like I'm 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 newer. That's why we don't know each other. Well, I know you from the the uh, yeah the Russ. yeah yeah. But like it's weird too because like there's some shows where I go out and I, I have great shows. You know what I mean. And then other shows I go out like tonight it just I don't know it fell flat for me. You know what I mean. And so like I feel like if I constantly have these good shows and then just bomb occasionally, it's easy for me to go. Oh, I'm funny now. Well, you know everybody what I mean? bombs. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. Really. Everybody tonight. Bomb. 
I don't feel yeah. like you, you know. Yeah, that's nah, you, you, you didn't. You did, but like, you did not bomb. Okay. I didn't need that sucking dick to get on stage. <laughs> <laughs> you could have kept that for yourself. That's my ears. So, you know, like, I took this venue over from Zach, yeah, you know, because yeah. he moved, and yeah. I didn't want it to die because, like, this is my town. This yeah. is like a little room that started it's here. It's, it's a great room. It's crazy. Yeah. I thought this, it, it's new to me. It looks new. It looks yeah. brand new. Yeah. It looks brand new. It was like a pop up last year. They built it. It's been, I don't think it's been quite a year, you know. And that's so, new for us. Yeah. That's super new. Outside of the this, tables this on the stage like, and the, the PA right. kind of cracking, the, yeah. it, was, it's a yeah. it worked for me because once I got on stage, they fixed it. They knew. Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed yeah. to be for the headline. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They just yeah. want to work the kinks yeah. out. So I, normally we don't sell... <laughs> So it's just gotten very popular because the venue has gotten popular yeah. and then I had repeat business. So I knew it would sell out because I knew it was you and we've had like a momentum going. Mm-hmm. So this time we communicated with the tables. First time I had the tables on the stage. So I said, all right, I don't care if I need to cut out like 10 seats. Mm-hmm. I don't want tables on the stage. Mm-hmm. Like I get it. You know, there were people that didn't show up, whatever. Yeah. So I'm going to trip it because normally you're standing right there yeah. on the front of the stage. So... Which is also not a big deal. I did a show in Spring Hill, and it was people on stage with me behind me. On the couch? Yeah, on the couch. Yeah, yeah. But as a comic, you just got to be able to turn around and... Well, exactly. Hey, my lady. You you got to be able to mess with those people. So that, that... if you ever watch Comic View, mm-hmm. there was people on the stage in Comic View, like right. the, the, like those mm-hmm. are the pe- seats they paid big money for. So that that doesn't wouldn't bother me if somebody was sitting on stage. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, so the thing, the only thing tonight was the only thing about tonight was like people driving by motorcycles. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So that same. right there. Yeah, that's so like, no, the weather <laughs> So, like, when the weather's not that good or it's too hot, like, it's closed off, you know, so it's But tonight like was beautiful, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, it was. But it's, so it was thought, a good show you know, from beginning gonna, to end, so yeah. I, I liked it, you know what I mean? So no, I think, I feel like, I feel like the, the crew, the, the crowd has been very responsive to everything. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Ken's cleaner, whatever. I mean, like, you got up, they just weren't ready, you know? I mean, I yeah. speak my today, I did whatever, but... I don't think you should feel like you bombed. Oh, no. I, 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 I don't think and anybody bombs. The groans bomb, bomb, Bombing is nobody laughing. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. Bomb, that's a bomb. Yeah. A bomb is that's, when the crowd is just like, not... You still got reactions. I, I said this you know to him mean? right after. I was like, well, my gauge of bombing has moved. Because you when I first reaction. started, I wasn't getting any yeah. laughs. Yeah. So now it's just like, if I have like... Uh, out of five minutes, if I have two minutes that are kind of like... Yeah. I'm a storyteller, so I'm going to have parts in my set where people... People are quiet yeah. for a, a long period of time. Yeah. I tell story. I'm not a God rest his soul Eric Myers top comic where it's pop, pop, pop. Oh, pop. God, I miss I, you so much. I'm telling you a story. Yeah. So there are going to be parts. Now, when you're telling your story, mm-hmm. if they talking and shit during the story, then you might be bombed. Yeah. yeah. But if they're like, Yeah, engaged. I saw people leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, they we, were. Gonna, what are we going to do? Like, totally. It was a motherfucker up front sleep. <laughs> he was asleep. His feet were on the stage. He, he was not right fucked out. But yeah. it was a point when my show he was like <laughs> <laughs> And we're back exactly. to sleep. I my thing is if you're That's setting up your joke for the punchline yeah. and the punchline still does good then you ain't bomb. Yeah. Now if you hit that punchline the motherfuckers will laugh. Dude. Well let me ask you a question. When you first started 
did your style change as you got? Yes, I changed my style a million times. Like when I first started, I was clean, super clean, Mm -hmm. Christian church clean. Mm -hmm. Then I said I went to urban, Mm -hmm. try to do urban, bomb the urban. Mm-hmm. I bombed the urban. I was doing. Why did you bomb at urban though? Because black rooms clean? are so black rooms are hard. hard. No, no, they're just hard. They're just hard rooms because they have a certain thing. First of all, black rooms. We have a whole podcast on the urban room. Urban rooms, yeah. you have to be like pop, 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 pop. They don't a lot of unless you're famous. When you're famous, you can tell a story for urban room. Mm-hmm. But if you're not famous, you got to be like hit them, hit them, hit them. So I'm new at this. I'm a story guy. I'm telling my stories and I'm bombing. Like four weeks in a row, I do this Apollo room downtown Orlando when the improv was downtown. Mm-hmm. And a comedian named Tight Mike was like, hey, man, look, you're not urban. You're more mainstream. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what's mainstream? He says, mainstream is it's more like a, a white room, but it's a mixture of people. It's more of a mixture than right. anything. I said, bet. So that's when I started going to bonkers more. Mm-hmm. And like I said, three, four months in, I was featuring. Mm-hmm. I was a year in, and 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 I'm not tooting, but a lot of headliners didn't want to work with me. They used to call me the headliner killer <laughs> because it wasn't because the material was funny. I had a lot of energy, mm-hmm. so to follow me, you had to follow my yeah, energy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so nobody would work with me. So Bond was like, "Ah, right, you headliner." So my first headliner date was here in Daytona at the La Playa. Oh, La Playa, and bro. I got on stage, I swear to God, I did Up 21 top, minutes. Right? Yep. Joker. Tempo, it was tempo. Jokers, right? It was Bonkers. I don't know if it, it might have been Jokers oh, later, okay, but it was right, Bonkers. Right. Okay, gotcha. I did 21 minutes. And you know why? Because I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't stop. I got on stage, the, the GM was like, hey, man, you got like 30 more minutes. I said, of what? He said, stand up. I said, who stand up? Because I did not have the time. Yeah. Did the show, the next show, the next and I slowed it down, and I got to like 31. Mm-hmm. So I used to close with a bunch of street jokes because mm-hmm. I didn't have the time. Yeah. So I ended up becoming the house MC at the Why Not Lounge. Every Friday and Saturday, I didn't pay. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And I, every Friday and Saturday, I wrote a brand new 10 minutes. Oh, damn. And I worked that 10 minutes. It did good or bomb. And I built my head on the set, and I was about maybe two years in, where I had a solid 45. Mm. Was it a good 45? Nah. But I was so likable that people laughed. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know. I, people were laughing, but comics were the one like, hey, man, he, why are you doing that? That ain't That's a street joke. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing that? That's hacky. Why are you doing So now I'm learning. Mm-hmm. So I was probably six years in when I finally had an hour that I actually really liked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm 17 years and I've got three DVDs. This is my, I got a third one. So I have three. I got about four hours of material. You wow. said six years was when you wow. got the hour you liked. That I liked. Okay. That I felt like it oh, was yeah. good. It was respectable. Comedians would like it. It wasn't hacky. It yeah. wasn't black and white people be like. Yeah. It, you know, it was it universal. Was, it was like, universal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which now my set is universal. But I, for the longest, black crowds terrified me. Mm. But then I was like, fuck it. Yeah. I'm going to do it. If you laugh, you laugh. You don't, I don't give a shit. And now here I am. My last five years, I do a uh, private gig. Off, come on, I did your family yeah, birthday show, show. Yep. and I walked in. I said, "Oh, I'm about to murk these motherfuckers." <laughs> <laughs> and I had a before, I had a black. So now, yeah. but my earlier days, you would have told young Ken to now. Black crowds terrified me, mm-hmm. but now I'm gonna fuck. I perform for anybody. I can mm-hmm. care less because either at the end of the day, you're gonna laugh or you're not gonna laugh. Right. Then you're gonna get the same jokes. Yeah. I'm not gonna change who I am. I'm not gonna change my style. I'm gonna nothing. This is who Ken Miller is. Either you're gonna like me or not. I don't know. Yeah, but you earned that. 
Yeah, yeah I do now, but years, we talking so we you talking young Ken. Like how yeah, long? But how now, long have you been, been doing? Coming up on five. Yeah, I'm like six years in. Like it just, it's amazing. The journey's amazing. It really. And you look back on this in ten years, and the set you're doing now. You'd be like, I don't even do these jokes. Right, right. Mm -hmm. I I don't even even say that no more. Like, I've watched my old sets. I'm like, bro, I I said that. Who the fuck let me say that? (laughs) I I am five months in, and I I don't even do... Are you kidding? Five months? So good for you. Not even quite on the 11th. I started on 9-11. Okay, so I just was like, you want to get up and do five? I didn't even know, so good for you. Well, but here's here's the... So I never even explained kind of the point of the podcast. (laughs) Okay, yeah, gotcha. So it's called the Funny Style Podcast. Uh And my my idea for it is to bring Brian, who's five months in, me, who's five years in, and interview people like yourself who are 10, 15 plus years because he's going to ask different questions than I'm going to ask. And I think any comic at any level will gain something by listening because we're getting beginner questions, intermediate questions. And then just your story. True so that's kind of what we're you know, so what's trying to do. Thing? What's the question? Here's, here's a question. Um, when somebody sends stuff in, because we've been asked learning about this kind of thing. When somebody sends stuff in, because you, you work at the improv, right? No. No, you don't work at the improv. No, okay. You're just very close with the I'm very close team. With the GM of, okay. That's my sister. Somebody at my level who's trying to get in to host and feature, right? What? Because I like I I I email my avails with see uh, see. I'm gonna tell you right now for any comic that is listening to this, no none of the bookers watch your videos. Um. It is word of mouth. Mm-hmm. If I walk in there and I say, "Hey, GM Michelle, funny as hell, <laughs> she needs to be a host." Mm-hmm. That's how you get booked. Mm-hmm. Right, we're, right now, and we're talking about taking away social media, taking yeah, away yeah. TV credits. You know, the stuff mm-hmm. that gets you booked for like feature and headliner. Yeah. But if you're local and you're trying to get in, mm-hmm. your thing is to find a comic that can vouch for you. Ninety nine percent of my dates are from a comedian that vouched for me. Mm-hmm. I I never get. I set up at Bobby Jewel, who used to own Size Fitters. BT owns it now. And we sat at Baba Joe House drinking, watching DVDs of comedians. <laughs> DVDs. Like, no, they don't watch it. Just mm-hmm. for just for shits and giggles. Just for shits and giggles. We were drunk. We were drunk. If you want to get into a club, go mm-hmm. look at that club's roster. Find somebody you know that's coming through and have them vouch for you. A vouch is way bigger. Mm-hmm. Bookers have bookers have so much going on, they they're not work, they're not watching your video. Mm-hmm. They want somebody to vouch for you to get you in the club. Mm-hmm. Number one. Number two, find somebody that'll take you on the road. Mm-hmm. If you had a comic that's a headliner that you're cool with, hey, man, you don't mind if I jump on a couple shows with you? I'm trying to get... You see a club, you're like, hey, man, I want to work, you know, the Chuckle Hut in New Jersey. I, I'm going to be there in March. You don't mind if I roll with you? I take care of my own hotel. This and mm-hmm. that. Just pay me to feature you. That's how you get into a lot of clubs now. Most bookers. Now, most that I know... Do not watch your videos. They mm-hmm. don't. But if I was to call and be like, yo, Chris Robinson, funny as hell, give him a shot as a host. But that's how you get in. <laughs> right, right. That's how, you, that's how you get in the comic club. Now, lately, it's more about following. Mm-hmm. If you got, so if your social media is popping, every club on the planet going to book you. Mm-hmm. I'm your fuck, you ain't got to be funny. 
Mm-hmm. You ain't yeah, got to be a communist. You ain't got to be a communist. Yeah, you they're doing podcasts about that, now. though, because in your time, the social media presence has oh, totally, changed totally changed in, like, it's the totally last changed. year or two. When I started comedy, or most people before me started comedy, it was Dev Jam, Comic View, Late Night. If you had any of them three, mm-hmm. you about to be headlining somewhere. Mm-hmm. You can do seven late night specials, and you ain't you still ain't getting booked at this hell. Mm-hmm. No. But if you got a million TikTok followers, Ugh. you get a Wednesday night so, and okay. sell it out. Let's no. talk about it. Let's talk about it. The improv, like I've seen, like the um, the Ginger Billy do. He's gonna be this weekend, right? And like, there's the uh, Patel lady, the Pinky lady, oh, the all these people, right? Yeah. Sold out. So, are they? stand-up comedians in their own right and they just became famous on TikTok? Like, I need to know. Some, or are they okay, just... Okay, so some... I don't think she was... Because I know Michelle Ryder. I don't know if you know Shelly Belly. No, She's really been on TikTok. I've booked her a few times. And she will say the same conversation we're having. And she's, like, verified on TikTok. It's a whole, like... Well, some of them are work comics. Like, um... Oh, God, what is his name? I can't think of his name, but there's some of the guys who were comics who blew up on social media. Jason, right? And, um, and like Ben Brainerd. Right? Like Ben Brainerd. That's what this is being. Ben. Ben was a comic. Yeah. Blew yeah. up on, on social media. Now, we know him yes. as a comic. Yeah. Right. Now, the world knows him as Florida Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And comedians in LA. They're probably like, this asshole is coming yeah, because of TikTok. Yeah. But they don't the know. They don't know that he yeah. was. Ryan Davis. That's what I was thinking of. Right. Yes. Okay. Ryan Davis is a comic. Was mm-hmm. a comic, blew up on social media, and then got booked a lot more. Yeah. And everybody's like, yeah, he's on social No, no. He was a comic before that. He just blew up on social media. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm an old dude. I don't give a fuck about social If you blew up on social media, it doesn't bother me. Now, a lot mm-hmm. of older comics, like these social media comics, that's what it is now. Mm-hmm. Social media, because you, if, you if I can't watch you like this... I'm not coming to the show. It's mm-hmm. not the TV anymore. Mm-hmm. People have to be able to pick up their phone and be able to watch you on this thing. Mm-hmm. If they can watch you on this for 30 seconds or a mm-hmm. minute or whatever long your skit is, they're coming to see you. Mm-hmm. They're not coming to see you because they saw you on that thing behind you. Right. Mm-hmm. Period. So for you, though, do you feel the need to make more TikTok content? Oh, hell do yes. Do you feel? Yes. I, you All need, it takes is one, like... You need to... If you're a comic and you're not doing your shit on social media... I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if you're so a comic and you are not... That's Mariah Carey. <laughs> if you're a comic and you're not focused on social media, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. It is where it is right now. Get your social media up. I know comedians that got 200,000 on TikTok, 150 on IG, 300,000 on Facebook, 50,000 on YouTube. They got an off night at the improv. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sell, and sell, and sell it out. Mm-hmm. If you do not have your social media popping, go get it popping. They don't give a fuck about TV. But then the time, you know, the time it takes. It's a job. Yeah, it is it's because, like, you know, I'm like trying to just be my own female comedian now. I'm book. I book two shows. I run two shows, 
and it it takes a whole effort for it's that a job. all the graphic mm-hmm. the marketing the selling tickets or whatever and then you're like oh i'm a comedian too. but it's worth it because those dudes now the social media the you gotta spend like five hours a day but it's TikTok. worth it mm-hmm. yeah so you do a share the let's just use the improv for example you selling tickets at twenty five dollars a head, mm-hmm. and this is a door dealer. You get a door, okay. door dealer, so three fifty times twenty five, mm-hmm. and we give you eighty percent of that. Okay. Do do the math. I love it. Yeah, I don't. Have do the math phone. on that. Yeah. Now that five hours of work you did to put a video up that you also get paid for. Yeah. You also well, get paid for TikTok. Paying you for paying the TikTok is you mean? What? No, that's not. So TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, you get money from. You said the ticket. You said the ticket. Say say twenty five dollars. Uh-huh. So, so three fifty people. 50. Okay, all right. Twenty five times three fifty. How much is that? Eight thousand seven hundred. What's eighty percent of that? All right. Um, what's that? Times point eight. $7,000. You just made seven thousand dollars for a fucking TikTok video. Mm-hmm. Compared to me having on an improv on an off night, I get three hundred fifty dollars. But it makes mm-hmm. sense yeah. though, because we had we had Adam Murray on. Uh, yeah. And yeah. He, you know he. I mean, he <laughs> But he's had a bunch. Of, he's had a bunch of TV shows. Yeah, you know, and, but and he, success. But he. But he he's still not, couldn't sell tickets. He's not booking. Yeah, he, still, yeah. he still couldn't sell tickets. Now, if Adam took that shit to Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok the yeah. way he should, yeah, and got more followers off of it, I he can sell tickets because I'm telling you, if if you own this. Mm-hmm. And you're famous on this. Mm-hmm. You're going to sell tickets. Well, that's what I was going to say. You're not going to sell tickets for that thing behind. Yeah, you. yeah. You're just not. Right. It, it's it's the game. I it's I don't make the rules. It's the game. People won't pick their phone up yeah. and be on their phone before they go to watch you on the late night show. For yeah. Down. So here's a question I have because we were talking about this on the car ride over here. I noticed that the the younger generation of comics, and same way you said young, not necessarily age, yeah, but not just age, new but comics, time made the new comedy, yeah. they show up to open mics with boom mics and fucking camera angles to build social media. Yeah. Because people, they're going to record their set and put their set up and get people, that's yeah. another way, put your set yeah. on. Yeah. Now I would never put my set on stage from an open mic. Yeah, I, I got to be the show show. <laughs> yeah. like, I have to have an audience. Yeah. I have an yeah. audience. Yeah. I want yeah. an audience for you to see the show. Right. So get the laughs, the mm-hmm. all the everything that was. Well, if, you're, if you're posting a video that doesn't have laughs, then you got yeah, more problems. But, but, but they do it. But they do. But they also they, they, they just trying to post content. Right. They yeah. want to post content. Right. But here's my question. I noticed that there's a there's a like a class, like your class, I call it, right? Of comedians that have been doing it for a long time have hours of material. Hours. Have the, have the skill set and the, the um, what do you call it? The proficiency of actually knowing what they're doing. But because they're from a different generation, they don't really know the social media. They don't. And then you have to kind of watch these young guys who don't know what they're doing on stage as comics... But they know social media. Yeah, right. And they kind of blow past. So they have a different curve. To a level. So, no, no, no. Here, here's my thing. They gotta figure it out. But here's my, I mean. here, here's my thing. Where, and again, we were talking about in the car, what, like, I want to do with the podcast. Mm-hmm. What I would like to see more of, and, like, get your thoughts, is, hey, young kid with 75,000 followers, I'll take you on the road, feature for me, and... I'll teach you comedy. You teach me social media. That's the thing. The young kids don't want to teach you the social media. 
Yeah. I've told, I've said this to Ben Brainerd a million times. You can make mad money teaching people how to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only person I would say will do that is Devin. Mm-hmm. Devin will teach yeah, but on the ben, podcast. He ben broke it down. He helped us a lot. Yeah. Well, ben is that time too, but because I feel like he's married young, to that now. If you're a like young comic and you got this social media. You, like it's like a comedy class. Like the people who teach comedy class yeah. teach a social media class, right? But if you're mm-hmm. an old comic and you're listening to this, get get your head out your ass. You're not going to make it unless you got social. That's the new thing yeah. now. Mm-hmm. It's like. When we were young, sitcoms were oh. the big thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nobody watched sitcoms anymore. You know what they watch? Mm-hmm. Reality TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're reality TV, you watch my wife too. My wife, we call it Ratchet TV. Mm-hmm. Ratchet TV. Mm-hmm. Yes. My wife loves Ratchet TV. Name a sitcom right now. Two broke girls and it's boring. No, no, no. Uh, a new sitcom. Oh, a new? That's oh. like years ago. Name really? a, besides, that's the newest one I know. Besides Abbott Elementary. Name a new, oh, si- name a new sitcom. I, I, I can't, but I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a bad example. Dude, you, you can't. Know, I, I can't. No, I can't. I really, but when we were young, yeah. we, TGI Friday. We lived. Um, the Thursday night with friends and everything like that. Thursday night on Fox. You had yeah. Martin, a living single. Yeah. Um, you go back, go back. My, oh, our yeah. parents. I mean, um, I'm sorry. I grew up in Happy the show, Days. Different yeah. world. I'm talking uh, about Happy Days, Burn Shirley, Fred, Sanford the and Son. Show, uh, what, Sanford what's the Son. racist races do? Oh, all oh, in the family. 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 <laughs> I thought you do all exactly. The Jeffersons. Like the Jeffersons. sitcoms were yeah. the shit. Yeah. There are no sitcoms anymore. It's mm-hmm. now all reality TV. So now people are like, hey, I'm trying to get on right to Netflix. People tell me all the time, man, your life would be a great reality show. Mm-hmm. Now in 1995, somebody be like, yo, your, your life would be a great sitcom. Mm-hmm. But now it's, man, your life would be a great reality show. Same as comedy. Man, you got to get on Late Night. You got to get on Def Jam. You got to go on Comic View. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, bro, you need to get some followers. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. After every show, you'll hear me, hey, man, please follow me on Instagram. Please mm-hmm. follow me on Facebook. Every yeah. show, I do that. That it, mm-hmm. Shit change. It's, it's everything change. Like, I use this for basketball and rap music. If you ask my brother, who's the greatest rapper of all time, he's going to tell you Rakim. You ask me, I'm going to tell you Jay-Z or Big. You ask yeah. my son, right. he's going to tell you Lil Wayne, Drake, J. Cole, Kendrick. You ask my brother, who's the greatest basketball player of all time, he's going to tell you Magic Johnson. I'm going to tell you Michael Jordan. My son will tell you LeBron James. Right. Everything, it shit changes as you get older. It mm-hmm. changes. Right mm-hmm. now, it is social media. If you're a comedian and you listening to this and you got a thousand followers on social media, motherfucker, you ain't getting booked nowhere. Nope. I have 907. You ain't getting booked. Yeah. You ain't getting booked. Now, yeah. if you were, because I, I saw your set, you have a great late night set. Mm-hmm. You're a comic in the '90s right now. You have a sitcom. You'd be famous right now. Mm-hmm. But that's not how comedy works anymore. Mm-hmm. It's about social media. Period. You that's in the black it. Kevin James, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. You, even look at the comedians from the '90s. Like Kevin James. Look at them. Kevin James. All them dudes. Um, yeah. Rob Snyder's. All of them. Yeah. Are they? Are they that funny to you? No. no, not compared to yeah. But late night, yeah, comedy, TV, they Saturday Night Live, they mm-hmm. were on the fucking shows that were prime yes. then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right now, no disrespect to Rob Snyder, not at all. Yeah, but Rob Snyder, if he was to start comedy right now, he'd never make it. He'd yeah, never make it. Yeah. Right. But in the nineties, 
He was on they Saturday Night Live. He was on the can't just tell me I'd be dope for the 90s. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, the no, 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 only reason I'm telling you not right now is you just told me you ain't even got a thousand followers. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't got, how long you been doing comedy? About five years. And you ain't got, you got a thousand followers? Like you, you're you're in the age bracket where you should have more followers well, so, than me. So here's so here's what here's <laughs> now you should have followers. So here's the thing. So here's the thing. So Brian's wife actually does like social media stuff. They she, they have she a does marketing. Yeah, okay. so she, they, right. they have a social media marketing mm-hmm. business. How many followers you got? Not a lot. This nigga. No, so way less you got a whole wife. I just started it. though. Okay, so but, you yeah. just I literally. But you also knew the comedy. You five I'm months five in. months exactly. in. No, but I started my Instagram when I started. Five months in, so I would have never so have, like, put on Instagram a set that but, I did. Me, me, like, I have never. one. I have one third of his following, and I've been doing it. For five <laughs> months, you know what I'm saying? So, so, so no. So what I've what I've been doing is because before I didn't even record my sets. So I know we I, talked about this yeah. earlier. So I've I've been sending my sets to his wife. She's cutting them up and adding and the adding the captions. The caption. Oh, yep. the captions. So now I have uh, literally in my pocket is a USB drive with a whole bunch of my clips. Thirty and captions. days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You should post. And I learned this from a motherfucker got famous in a row. So I blew up on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I did the 30 day challenge. I yes. did the, the creepy commercials mm-hmm. for 30 days. Yeah, they were great. On day 19. A commercial, but my wife woke me up. She said, "Yo, you, you, you viral." I was like, "Yo, what are you talking about?" She said, "Yo, this one you just posted is got three million views." Jeez. I went from nine hundred to seventeen thousand to fifty five thousand followers. But I did thirty days every day. Every I day, I met a comedian. He says for thirty days you post your clip, a clip for thirty days. Post a clip every day for thirty days. Don't, don't. Worry about if if the clip get a hundred years. Just put it out there. Just put that motherfucker up there with the subtitles mm-hmm. out there. No. He said. He said. Trust me. In like twenty days, you'll see your following start to go up. I mean, Spunky. Mm-hmm. Spunky will tell you. Spunky. Yeah. Spunky every day will post. Something. Yeah. He. He. That's He's at like thirty thousand followers in thirty days. So much effort into it. You have to it. put work into it, but it's about the following. Period. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. You ain't got to post comedy. Mm-hmm. You just post pictures of your goddamn feet for 30 days. Oh, There's some niggas out there like feet. <laughs> Somebody out there was like, man, this motherfucker feet. Instagram is the shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> but you have, it's all about social media. If you go look at the improv website, and I'm just using the improv because that's the club I book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you use the improv website, go look at the off nights. Mm-hmm. Dude, we had a dude one night that was a social media dude. Thing. He was like a YouTube dude. Did two shows on Wednesday sold out on Wednesday? Really? Mm-hmm. On a Wednesday? Not hard to get motherfuckers come out on a Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> Especially motherfuckers our age that got to work the next morning. Did yeah. two shows. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Two sold out shows. Right. Man, we did Ben Brandon show for Thanksgiving, the Friendsgiving show. That shit sold out in fifteen minutes. Wow, Jesus. that quick. Social mm-hmm. media. Good for him. But Ben also funny. That's yes. my that's my son. Ben yeah. is also fucking hilarious. Fuck the so, take the social social media away. Ben is funny as shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get your social media. You know, and that was like COVID and yeah, like that's all that. So that's he's when he one blew of, up because he's, he's he was one like, of my at the house making videos. I mean, I'm locked in the house. Let me make some goddamn funny videos. Yeah, I mean, that's mm-hmm. where kudos, it is. Kudos to him. That's mm-hmm. where it is. Now it's just like this whole monster. You know, like it's also too. If you got titties and a fat ass. That'll get you on. <laughs> Cause oh man, I ain't, I don't follow none of them because I'm happily married. <laughs> I'm happily married, so I ain't looking at no girls' booties 
mentioned that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> did you do the applesauce joke tonight? I don't think you yeah, did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miss yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pat likes that. I love that people joke. Don't, the, the, if I don't do bag of flour, people lose their mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did a show one night, didn't do bag of flour. This lady was like, hey. And she bought me a bag of flour. Oh, uh, I came for the bag of flour. Bro, you had straight up groupies tonight, dude. Yeah, yes. you did, dude. You had yes. people come see me, but I'm always shocked because I'm like, yo, you know, I heard this shit like eight times. Mm-hmm. The set I've been doing, I've been doing for like six years. Mm-hmm. But people will come be like, yo, man, you did not do the joke about, I'm like, man, yeah, I'm trying to do some new shit. I ain't pay for your new shit. That's right. That's right. I can't yeah. see ba- ba- bag of flour, motherfucker. Yeah. I'm like, well, let me do it for you right now. That's great. You know, I mean, like I get like, to, I've gotten to where it's like, I had stuff I didn't do for a while. And I was just like trying to write new stuff, new stuff, always new host stuff. And then when you go back to those old things, people you know, want like people they want, want to hear you know, your like, old material. And now, when you get famous, famous, then that's when you need to. When the world has heard it, mm-hmm. you know, Florida's heard it. That ain't shit. But mm-hmm. when motherfuckers around the world have heard the whole set, then you're like, all right, I need to mm-hmm. start doing some new shit. But if you got a set right now that you've been doing for five months, mm-hmm. and that you've been doing in Daytona oh, for five months, that's all you got. But right. then you go to fucking Syracuse, them motherfuckers ain't never heard of you. Exactly. Yet. They want to hear that exactly. new shit. But mm-hmm. Florida has heard it. It's people who have seen me at the Orlando Improv a million times. Like, seriously, like a million times. Mm-hmm. But if I don't do bad I feel like they still come. <laughs> right. Man, they still come to laugh at you. If because I they... don't do bag of flower shell, them motherfuckers be like, I will beat you with this bag of flour. <laughs> they, be, they really be upset about it. And I actually learned that from Ben Brainer because Ben will get on stage and try to do some new shit. And his fans be like, hey, but you didn't do the military joke that we love. Oh, and Ben was like, I know, but I'm trying to do new shit. It like, is yeah, really the biggest compliment. to see the fucking military joke. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How, how do you develop material then? You just don't? You just keep doing the same shit? You just got to be able to sprinkle your new... Well, involved. like you said, you have like four like, hours. Like, what's Chris Rock called it? The cheese and wine. Oh, you have to be able to do your cheese and wine. You got to be able to get them your, the shit that they love and be able to throw in some... You know, I've been trying to work on this new joke about how I love my daughter more than my son. <laughs> that I took a bullet for my daughter, for not for my son. Uh-huh. My son is 23. I said, this nigga done seen all the Avengers. He can die. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter knew to do it. <laughs> she ain't been a phase four yet. You know what I mean? That's right. So I did that joke on stage. They loved it. I got on stage and they were like, hey, so you didn't do the joke about Junior being a rapper. Yeah. Right. I said, yeah, but yeah. Baby, I, I just worked on some new stuff. They're like, yeah, but he's still rapping. <laughs> he's still rapping. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. But... Why didn't you do it? I said, because I'm working on... I want to give you something new. Nah. Yeah, but you don't experience that on the road, though. No, um, no, not in Florida. Yeah. I mean, in Florida, yes. Not yeah. if I'm outside of Florida. Right, right, right. But if I'm somewhere mm-hmm. they've never seen me before, yeah. I, that's my... I'm happy because I'm like, God, I can do some new shit. I can be me. But mm-hmm. if I'm in Florida and I see an audience... if I Because before the show, normally I walk around... Uh, to this, this I, mm-hmm. I speak to everybody for the mm-hmm. show, which is yeah. the headliners don't do. Mm-hmm. If yeah. I go do a show, I will walk around to every tape. Hey, how y'all doing? I'm Kim Miller. I'm here. I'm with shocks people because I'm the black guy walking around the all right room. <laughs> like, Who the fuck is this nigga? And um, I'm like, hey, I'm your headliner. Hey, you everything good? Like, no, nah, I just like talking to people for the show. And some people will see me like, oh. We so happy to see you doing back of flower tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm like, well, I wasn't, but. 
I guess. I guess I am now. But if I get a crowd that don't know me, I try to sprinkle some shit in there that they've yeah, yeah, never yeah. heard before. Mm-hmm. So you you do you go out a lot, like out of Florida? Oh yeah, I go all through the U.S. Okay. West Coast, everything except fuck L.A. But yeah. um. So I bomb in LA. Yeah, really? I don't know what it is about LA. Them motherfuckers hate me. Oh. <laughs> Every time I do LA, man, it's the worst sets ever. New York loves me. Atlanta loves me. Chicago. I'm going to Denver in like two weeks for yeah. work, and I'm bring gonna me some do... weed back. Oh, I'm trying. Yeah, me too. So how? I was just in Oregon. I didn't bring even have time. Oregon got mad homies, baby. Them niggas don't got no house. Yeah, no time. So how does a a a hardworking um, young comic that has proven themselves with a, with an album and everything <laughs> get who's willing to pay for their own you know transportation and stuff get on the road with Ken Miller uh, kill Dwayne and Chris yeah <laughs> I kill Dwayne and Chris um, just hit me up okay and say hey you got this show mm-hmm. do you need an opener if Chris and Dwayne ain't available I'm like yeah that, that's uh-huh. it's Ask, ask. Uh, I'm from the South, sorry. Ask. ask yeah. You just gotta ask, man. Yeah. Or it's a comedian you like that's local or from Florida or just a period. Dude, mm-hmm. if it's a comedian that you love that's famous, hit mm-hmm. him up. He does. If, if I do, but it's like, yeah, no. it's just gonna take hey, time. Hey, yeah. hey, what, what, come on. What, what black people say? A closed mouth don't get what? Fed. Yeah. Hit him up. Yeah. It could be a comedian. Let's say, let's use Eddie Griffin for him. Let's use Eddie for example. Mm-hmm. You're, a fan, you're a fan of Eddie Griffin. Mm hmm. Hit him on IM on Facebook Messenger or, mm. or send him in the hit him in the DM. It, yeah. I'm a comic. I've been doing comedy seven years. I'm a fucking fan of yours. I'm starting to feature now. I got 30 hard minutes. When you're in Florida, if you ever need a feature, hey, just let me know. Mm. You That's never like, know. You never know. You don't. If they will be like, yo, okay, young man. It's like, you know, you know um, Mike yeah. Hurley. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So I had him at our last Jackie show. And, you know, he's gotten a chance to for, to open for Fortune, Fortune Feimster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was telling him, dude, like I was telling him all the stuff I know about him. I'm such a big fan. He's like, you know more than me about her. But he had filled in, I think, somewhere mm-hmm. for her like once or twice. And then she was coming to the improv and she remembered him. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how that happened. It was like a one-time thing. Mm-hmm. And now he's like Friday dude. night. He's in Savannah. You know, you know? Right, man. Yeah. Dwayne hit Rodman up. I'm mm. a big fan of yours. Oh, I, nice. If you need a feature in Naples, let me know. Rodman was like, let me check and see. Oh, see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah, thing I is, you never know. You no. I always say the worst thing they can say is, is say no. No. Yeah. Period. That the doesn't worst hurt. thing they can That's say my like, dude is How no. many times have you heard that? Now, if it's do? like Kevin Hart and Dave Chappelle, nigga, don't uh, do that. Don't, yeah. don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. I, I, only reason I use Eddie, I use Eddie Griffin as the example. I, I DM my album to Kevin Hart, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he ain't never get booked. <laughs> so, I I'm at the improv. This is my, you know, when it first opened. And I, I, I'm at the improv. If I'm not booked, I'm at the improv. Mm-hmm. Drinking, smoking a cigar. I'm sitting at the bar. The GM comes out and says, God damn, thank God you're here. Eddie Griffin ain't bring nobody. I just happen to be sitting at the bar. Mm-hmm. Two men showed me Eddie Griffin. Hell yeah. It's comedians that I've sent messages to, like, hey man, I'm a fan of yours. I'm a comic, been doing this 17 years. When you're ever in Orlando, if you need a feature man or, or a guest spot, you know, mm-hmm. I would love to come by. Now, am I recommending this for every comic? I am not. Mm-hmm. But 
if you if you have been proven where you got an album and you work you've headlined like mm-hmm. I'm recommending I'm not recommending it for yeah you, yeah, no, yeah but I'm recommending it for you because I feel like you can hit somebody up like your you know a, a comedian like hey Guy Torrey's my brother that's my dog worked mm-hmm. for Guy Torrey my whole comedy career I feel like Guy Torrey's a guy you can hit and be like hey Russell Peters mm-hmm. bro I walked in the green room and said hey Russell I'm a comedian good to meet you hey you wanna do ten minutes. Oh, oh, wait <laughs> for real yeah it really just worked like that so a lot mm-hmm. of times with comments take a chance mm-hmm. just take a shot yeah. in the dark but like hey man I'm a fan I see you're going to be in St. Petersburg I've been doing comedy seven years here's a clip of mine here's, whatever you want to send them like hey if, you, if I can come do a guest even if I can't do a guest spot can I just meet you because mm-hmm. I'm a fan mm-hmm. Comedians, we're different with each other. We love each other. Comedians mm-hmm. fucking love each other. Like, mm-hmm. we're not actors. We're not poets. We ain't rappers. We ain't, we ain't got beef. Rappers got beef. That ain't us. Comedians fucking love each other. I did a guest spot for Bill Bellamy. Mm-hmm. And and Krista got me that. I went and did my guest spot. I got on stage. Man, you were great. When he got on stage, when I tell you for the first two minutes of his show, he sang my praises. Wow. Y'all give it up for Ken. Follow that brother. That brother gonna be great. Like we fucking love each other. So mm-hmm. if it's somebody you really like and want to work with, mm-hmm. man, take like take a chance. Mm-hmm. All they can yeah. say is no. Hey man, mm-hmm. hit him on on, on, Insta, on IG. I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of yours, man. I see you gonna be in Miami. I'm a, I'm a, even if you ain't nigga, I'm gonna be down in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, can I can I just pop up and do a guest spot? If not, can I at least meet you? You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just a fan, bro. If, even if you don't give me the spot, man, I just really want to meet you. I would love the spot for five minutes so you can see what I can do. Critique me. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, ninety percent of the time, the motherfuckers will be like, "Come on through," because mm-hmm. comedians are we're just that dope. Our brotherhood and sisterhood is different than mm-hmm. any other uh, other entertainment out there because. We know how hard it is as comics. Don't nobody get fucked like comedians. And we talked we talked about the yeah. pay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't nobody get fucked like comics when it comes to money and pay until you get I famous mean. and then motherfuckers will give you hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. But when you a young comic trying to make it, motherfuckers is like, even now, my but my deal for a corporate gig is two thousand dollars. And a lot of comedians charge more than that. A motherfucker hit me up two grand. Oh man, two grand? <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your budget? Well, what you gonna charge me? Two grand, right. man. I ain't got it. Yeah. Well, what you got? Well, what you want, nigga? Two grand. Yeah. I give you eighteen hundred. Okay, I take it. We we didn't have to do all this. You yeah. just said my budget eighteen hundred. Right. I yeah. would have went with that. But me, I, comedy is that nigga, strippers get more love than us. Yeah, <laughs> they do. But but get back to it. If if there's somebody you want to work with or some club gonna be, look at the roster. Mm-hmm. If it's a comic you like, man, just take a fucking chance. You, bro, you never know. You could fuck around and be that motherfucker feature for the next five. You just never know. Mm-hmm. You never know. You have to just hit a motherfucker. Um, I talked to a comic today, man, um, out of Tarpon Springs. Uh, and she was like, hey, this club ain't booking me. I said, you email her? She said, I've been emailing her for six months. I said, baby, it's a club I've been emailing for five years. Ain't oh, I'll say shit. that I made her feel better, right? I said, don't. I said, mama, a lot of motherfuckers, I said, go look at their roster. Find somebody on the roster that you know and hit them up. Like, hey, Pat Garrity gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pat Garrity they won't have any choice. Right. He's my dog. Right. Hey, Pat, can I you love do me a favor? Mm-hmm. Can you tell this club I'm a dope-ass comic and help me in? Pat, I got you. 
when you see Pat there, hit Pat up. Hey, I, I, you let them know. I got you. I let mm-hmm. them know. Hey, can you give me that number? Email Pat. I got you. I got mm-hmm. you. You, you, you. Comedy is us. Mm-hmm. We're, we book each other. We get each other booked. Mm-hmm. So you have to consistently be on these motherfuckers' asses. You can email every club you want a million times, man. Them motherfuckers ain't gonna reply back. But if I met that club, oh Chris Robinson, oh that motherfucker funny as shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll get even, Spunky will tell you this. Spunky will say this. Spunky said, man, it's been clubs I ain't been getting into. I hit Ken Miller up, and the next day, them motherfuckers message. That's Spunky. That's mm-hmm. the true shit. Mm-hmm. Spunky will tell you, man, Ken Miller, I, I hit Ken Miller up. I done got in there seven, eight clubs because Ken Miller was like, yeah, I got you. Mm-hmm. Hey, he funny. Put them up. Put them in. That's it. That's literally what I said. Ken Miller, I have a question. Ken, can you tell Bonkers oh. I'm a dope ass comic? Oh. <laughs> right? I do that shit right now. <laughs> I, right now. I, won't, they won't so, book me. I don't know why they won't book me. You, um, you, this is probably not on your radar, but even like at what point, like I'm on my, ra- my radar right now, 2023, I'm doing a festival. Oh, nice. Oh. It's on my bucket list. All right. What about now, I know it's probably, it's All right. I'm going to go peep, but I'm going to tell you about festivals real quick. Look here. If you're a young comic, Take your ass to every festival, okay. every comedy Enough competition, do all of them motherfuckers. You did Asheville was the one you were telling me about, Which, right? by the way, is dope as fuck. I love my Asheville. My birthday. It's always my birthday. Do every festival and every comedy competition. I'm doing you it. When you're a young comic. Mm-hmm. When you're a young, you oh. just, it's, it's going to open. I got to do my last comic um, standing audition because of Florida's Funniest. Mm-hmm. When I went to Florida's Funniest, I got the last comic standing audition. I got to do the Great American Comedy Bash, which is... um. Who's the guy who did Late Night before Jay Leno? Who ran it? Who was Johnny it? Carson? Johnny Jay Carson Carson's? Comedy Festival. Yeah, yeah. It's called the Great American right. Comedy Festival, but it's Johnny Carson. Mm-hmm. I got picked for that because of uh, Father's Funniest. Mm-hmm. That shit pays two grand. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, you can lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, you get a right, flight, right. two grand, and nice. a hotel. I, I broke my leg there. I had to fly oh home with a full ass. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Every festival and competition, <laughs> young comics, take your ass. It's twenty five dollars. I mean, you spend twenty five dollars on PBR. <laughs> it's, it's like the second on the right. right. Yeah. yeah. So, have you done any festivals? I did one. Um, shout out to uh, Emily Alga Dillon. She put me on the Pensacola okay. festival that they had there. All right. That's the Pensacola Indian so Comedy Asheville's Festival. So Asheville is on my bucket list. Yeah. The um and they're the same week, so mm-hmm. I have to do them two separate times. The other one is at um at Lucille Ball's place up at the National Comedy Archives, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're totally on my bucket list, yeah. and I want to just do them, just to do them, just yeah. to say I did them, mm-hmm. and just putting yourself out there. Yeah, I want to do because there's the Red Clays in Atlanta. Okay, Laughing Skull. Yeah, Laughing Skull Festivals in Atlanta. Yes. Those are the two. Cause, so my uh, next thing, because I think, and I think I've said this on here before, but I think I, I'm not moving, right? Anytime. I get, I get you. Anytime. Soon. Yeah, I get you. I totally so hear you on that. My thing is, like, it. But I'll travel. I, yeah, I would have to be famous to move. So my oh. thing is, you know, what can we do in this sort of region of the country? And I think Atlanta has so much going on in the entertainment industry in terms of film and television being done there that I think doing any of those Atlanta festivals just to get just to get into the ecosystem there, Mm -hmm. you know, I think is important. So I definitely want to try the Atlanta stuff. Asheville, I want to do just because it's such a it's everyone I've I've talked to who's been there said it's like amazing. Mm -hmm. 
And then yeah. I want to do Boston, the Boston, Boston Comedy, Comedy Festival. Festival. Yeah, because I, I read this, um, I read this article that broke down like the most industry attended festivals. Okay. And Boston is like really high. Okay, up there. yeah, sure. Um, Boston is oh, a great Boston Comedy, Comedy Festival. Yeah. And they're all good dudes, man. Yeah, Boston. we're talking festivals. Did you ever do Asheville? I did Asheville. Asheville was one of my favorites. I did the first... The thing about Asheville, I did the first night in Asheville because I ranked low. Because I I didn't know about sending in videos. Mm -hmm. I sent an old improv video that Mm -hmm. was super... One of my first videos I ever did. Mm -hmm. And um, so I got ranked really low. So I did the first... Usually if you go to a festival, you do one of the first couple of shows, that's the low ranking Mm -hmm. people that they pick. And I slaughtered. Mm -hmm. And the person that booked it was like, yo... You should be in the theater show. Yeah. Uh-huh. You need a better video. And so mm-hmm. that's how I learned how to get a better video. That's what I'm working on yeah, right now. You, get, you got to find a video that's like really dope. Because if not, you'll be like the first weekend. But it was, still was a dope. Ash, I'm from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And um, it was dope. Took my wife with me. Loved it. Asheville's a great festival. Raleigh has a festival that's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, shit. What's another good one? Is there a big scene in North Carolina? Um, not that I know of, because I didn't start in Carolina. Yeah, I started okay. here. Mm-hmm. I started in Florida, so I don't know. But I, this, the great scenes are Atlanta, New York, LA, Chicago, Minneapolis, Portland, Seattle, Boston. Austin, mm-hmm. Boston. Like those are like really in Orlando. Mm-hmm. I feel like Orlando has an amazing comedy scene. Like when I started, there was two mics. Mm-hmm. There was mm-hmm. Why Not Lounge and Austin's. Mm-hmm. The third open mic was the other bar. Mm-hmm. And then people would come to the other bar, and I used to do the bump list. Because mm-hmm. what about uh, Drunken Monkey? Drunken Monkey. So, Drunken Monkey was after. Uh, oh, okay. So after it was Space Bar was mm-hmm. after other bars. So they started that because they used they were upset because I did a bump list because mm-hmm. uh-huh. they every they want to go up every week. This is my thing about open mics. If an open mic start at eight o'clock. It need to be done by 10, 30, 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 9, 30, 10 o'clock. It shouldn't be done by then. It should, mm-hmm. Open mic shouldn't start at 8 and end at 1 o'clock in the morning. Oh, honey, the mm-hmm. nod. What time is oh, it Oh, they'll right be there now? all night. It, it, it all fucking night. Now, why not lounge was like that? They started at 9. Mm-hmm. You could be the first comedian there. Number one on the list. Mm-hmm. 75 people in the room. Talk. They put you up <laughs> 12 or 14 or 15 yeah. or 20 or because... <laughs> All the headliners were bumping you. Yeah. Yes. Now you there working on new material. They doing they set. Yeah. So you the new comic and you finally go up is eleven o'clock. The audience done left. Mm-hmm. So when I did other bar, my thing was it's a comedy show. Started nine. We done at 10, 30, 90 minutes. Put on many comedians I can, and then the next week I do a different group of comics because sure. we had regulars we had people who would come when I tell you the other bar was the scene mm-hmm. people would get dressed up on Mondays to come hang out with us because mm-hmm. after it was done we put hip hop on and everybody partying mm-hmm. so for the first eight years we partied we, I used to call it LSD mm-hmm. laugh socialize drink yeah. that was the name of the night mm-hmm. so comedians would get mad because they got bumped to the next week so mm-hmm. but when you come back the next week it's a brand new show mm-hmm. brand new 18 15 to 18 comedians and then the next week are different and so those comics was like nah we should be able to go up every week so then they started space bar Mm-hmm. Which was, you know, their little indie comedy scene, which was cool. Mm-hmm. They had their own thing. That's where Drunken Monkey yeah. and, mm-hmm. and all those from the Milk District all started. Yeah. And next thing you know, you blink your eyes and it's 17 mics and showcases mm-hmm. in Orlando. But mm-hmm. when I started, you had two times. Yeah. But it also wasn't as many comics as it is now. Mm-hmm. But when I started, it was two mics. 
But Florida had some of the best headliners in the United States. They do. Pedro I Lean, have so many people. Um, Ricky Reyes, Ian Gutowski, Gareth Soul, Eric Myers, Mike Allen, mm-hmm. uh, Trace Croswell, Dean Napolitano, um, Goldie, Sean Banks, Ron Feingold, Ron Feingold. Like, Mack. bro, it <laughs> was fucking um, Bear, 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 Miss Hope coming up in two it, Bro, <laughs> when I the headliners when I started, man, it was the, it was the best. So I got all my shit from them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I talk to y'all, I talk to y'all the way these motherfuckers talk to me. Like we would mm-hmm. go to the L House at the other bar. I mean, um, mm-hmm. why not lounge? Yeah. And you could sit at the table. Mm-hmm. If you go to the cellar, there's a table yeah. for Chris yeah. Rock and everybody, yeah. and there's a table back there for you regular motherfuckers. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we would be like, man, one day I'm gonna be at that motherfucking table. When they're like, hey Ken, come on up here and sit with us. Nice. Y'all, yeah. I'm going to the big boy table, bitches. <laughs> yeah. But that's how it was for me. But it's not like that anymore. It's you can't. Com- comedians don't take it. You know, you can't talk to them the way I was talked to when I was a young comic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Why do you say can't though? They're just sensitive. Yeah. They are. They're super too sensitive. sensitive. They're super sensitive, and that's fine. It's mm-hmm. the way things are now. But do you think that then they're not going to? Because de- here's the thing to me. The audience is gonna punch you in the face, yeah. regardless of whether or not somebody like a Ken Miller is sweet to you. Right. So you might as well get it. Yeah. But early. Their, their audience isn't gonna punch them in the face. Yeah. Because their audience is sensitive their audience too. is sensitive too. Yeah. Uh-huh. My audience gonna punch your ass in the face. Right. Yeah. Their audience is not. Their audience is gonna be like, oh, let's give them a try. Let's give yeah. Let's <laughs> let's, let's, let's give them a shot. We go, yeah. we go. Let's give them a shot. Yeah. My audience went boom, <laughs> boom. My fuck, you trash, b. Their audience gonna be like, oh, he tried. Yeah. Here go your here go your participation trophy yeah. for a place. That's right. My audience be like, motherfucker, ain't no second place, bitch. Now black room, <clears throat> not at all. I love them. I don't give a fuck. I love black. A lot of comics that no, don't think I do. Mm-hmm. They really don't think I fuck with black rooms. I've Chris Rock said this: if you can't make your own people laugh, why are you doing stand up? Well, mm-hmm. if you can't make somebody look truer. like you, if you can't make a motherfucker that look like you laugh, what what are you doing this for? It, and mm-hmm. that resonated with me because I couldn't for years. Yeah. Now when I got to the point where I can make everybody motherfucking laugh, like I am, bro. I most of my private events mm-hmm. are black events, mm-hmm. and they pay good money. Yeah. yeah. I got to wear all that. white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was all white, nigga. I got to wear all white. But it was an all white party. Movie. All white party. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but that, that one you had. Yeah. But there are great events. Black yeah. people, man, black people make black people famous. Okay, mm-hmm. black, black people make you famous. White people make you rich. Mm-hmm. Steve Harvey will tell you that. Yeah. Black people make Steve Harvey famous. White people made Steve Harvey worth five hundred yeah, million dollars. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the truth. Because once you're a black comic and you blow up, mm-hmm. white people be like, "Well, who the fuck is this guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I gotta go see this motherfucker." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that you start, you know what you'd be grateful? Mm-hmm. They need a host for fucking uh, Family Feud. Uh, oh, bad. Oh, yeah, they need exactly. a. They need this. They want you. They we need a host for Saturday Night Live. White people do that for you. Black people make you famous. White people, and that's not me. If you listen, I didn't say that. That's from Steve Harvey. <laughs> Steve Harvey said, "Black people make you famous. White people make you rich." So speaking of which, 
You won Steve Harvey's was it comedy spotlight? Yeah, two thousand comedian worldwide. I whooped their asses. And, <laughs> and then it was like lockdown, right? Then, then COVID. and then COVID happened. Yeah, yeah, dude. This is how I won it. This is a true story. I just got a brand new cell phone, and I'm flying. No lie, I'm flying. <laughs> I'm flying to Albany, New York, to feature at the, the uh, Funny Bone. Mm-hmm. Okay. I land, and I'm trying to get an Uber. On my phone, I don't have an app, so I mm-hmm. had to go to the website. Like oh I'm trying gosh. to get an Uber, but mm-hmm. they wouldn't pick me up. Okay. Uber came, picked me up. It's 35 minutes before the show. Now the sh- the club is in the same parking lot as the um, hotel. Mm-hmm. I take a quick ass shower, throw my clothes on. It's 27 degrees, so I got on. Oh. I'm Florida dressed up, mm-hmm. everything on. I get there and it, the, I'm a Galaxy guy. The Galaxy doesn't have a dong, uh, um, so AV port. It has a dongle. So, mm-hmm. so I had to go get a dongle to sell merch. <laughs> I need a dongle to sell merch. I mean, Best Buy, Akeem Woods called me. Yeah. Akeem said, nigga, you won. Oh. I said, won what? He said, Steve Harvey. I said, how you fuck you know? He said, it's all over social media. I ain't been on my phone all day because it's new. Yeah. I ain't got no alerts or nothing. I go on my Facebook timelines oh like, congrats, congrats, congrats. I'm like, what the fuck? I go to Steve Harvey's Instagram, and he's like, hey, Ken, I picked you. You won. Yeah. I'm in Best Buy, crying. <laughs> I start to get goosebumps when I watch it. I call my wife. I said, baby, we won. She said, what? <laughs> I said, we won Steve Harvey. She started crying. Mm. I get back to the club. Mind you, the club and Best Buy in the same mall. It's in the mall. Mm-hmm. I get there. They're like, where the fuck you been? You next. The host about to close itself. Oh. I got on every, I got all my clothes on. No. <laughs> I, I get on stage full jacket and everything because he's about to call me. I tell the manager, I said, I just won Steve Harvey's comedy competition. Like, I beat out 2,000 comedians worldwide. She start crying. Oh, <laughs> she start crying. Yeah. I run on stage. I'm doing my set. I don't even remember the set, bro. Wow. I, I, probably, I don't remember the set at wow. all. I get done. I says, hey, man, I don't know what the fuck I just set up here. I got all my goddamn clothes. <laughs> I said, I just want Steve Harvey stand up spotlight. I be 2,000 comedians worldwide. I'm moving to L.A. to sign with a talent agent. A standing ovation. Oh, I get off stage. The headliner goes up. I call my mama. I said, mama, I want Steve Harvey stand up spotlight. She said, oh, my God, baby, you can buy me a house now. <laughs> wait, wait, real quick. I said, baby, I want $1,000, mama. What the fuck <laughs> house no, no, Wait, house. real quick. So you weren't headlining that night? No, I was featured. So you announced featured. that and then that brought the headliner? headliner. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... <laughs> And, I, and, and I'm selling merch. Oh, I can't remember who the hell I'm with. I said this. I said it all weekend. I let yeah. everybody know all weekend. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I'm sitting there selling merch. I'm like, yo, like I really fucking won. And I didn't even want. I, I got in the competition last. Mike Charette told me about it. Uh-huh. Mike Charette had posted about it. Yeah. And I said, yo, what the fuck is this? He said, some competition Steve Harvey doing. I said, all right, I put my little video. I had to get Kermit to beat the custom words out because yeah. it was a clean shit. Yeah. And I got picked. I was like, bet. And it was like a th- 2,000 of us. And then by the end, it was like 50. And a comedian named Longhorn won the, the voting because mm-hmm. he was from Africa. So they got a whole continent. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They got a whole Wakanda voting. Yeah, so <laughs> Steve Harvey watched my video. And was like, you well, that's why now my new intro is I'm Steve Harvey's favorite comedian. Yeah. <laughs> and and shout out to Morgan Gallo. She mm-hmm. was the one who said that and brought me on stage. Yeah. And the audience went crazy. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm about to start using that. Yeah. And I yeah. started using that's why I told you bring yes. me up to Steve Harvey's favorite yes. comedian. Yes. Yeah. 
And but COVID fucked it all up because I was right. going to go to LA. And yeah, that's what did you ever capitalize on mm-hmm. it? Yeah, never, never worked out, which is fine. Okay. I, I'm one of them comics, man. I don't hold a grudge because most comedians are like I'm going to call Steve Harvey. I was like, why? I want a competition. I, I'm, I'm good. Like, not mm-hmm. he shouted you out. He, nope, he's never doing this again. I want the one and only. Yeah. I'm it. I'm it. Ain't nobody yeah. else. If yeah. you do a second one, I gotta kill this motherfucker. <laughs> I gotta kill the next comedian that won. Right? Yeah. So I won it, and it's great as a, like if I go do like old older white crowds mm-hmm. that fucking love Steve Harvey yes, from Family Feud. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did the Villages. Mm-hmm. This nigga oh, was like, "Yo, you won Steve Harvey? Like you know him, nigga? I got I used to have a number called Steve Harvey in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I like, yeah, I got his number and everything. Like, yeah, I got Steve Harvey number. Let's take this nigga really. That's know, hilarious. <laughs> so yeah, it was dope to win, man. It was dope yeah. to win. That's why I tell comics just enter every com- even the Keenan, even the Keenan thing, some bullshit. <coughs> oh right, just yeah. get it, just enter. Like it don't cost you no money. Yeah. You I be- think it's just about like putting yourself out yeah, there, keeping mm-hmm. the momentum it. going. That's, that's all it is, man. Put all you need is one little spark. It, it motivates you, like to keep writing, to keep going. Like seventeen, like I can't imagine. Like it's hard. You just have to keep. And, and I'm crap. And I'm a baby. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. comedians I don't work with, my folks like yeah, I've been there thirty five years. Like, like they go by like I'm I'm a junior in high school mm-hmm. in comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this you, uh, they they that a lot of comedians look at it like you're a junior, you mama, you ain't graduate high school. Right. I'm still shit. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're in diapers, yeah, totally. Yeah. Right. You, you can choose so. like but like when I worked with Mike last week, he was talking about I think when it was like I guess his name is Brad. His last name's Upton. The dude's like sixty six years old. He has a dry bar festival mm-hmm. or comedy special, whatever, and he's been doing it for a million years. And Mike was saying Yeah, Brad up uh, yeah, Brad, Brad Upton. Upton. And some clip of his dry bar special from how many years ago went viral, and he's 66, and now he's got this new found, and he's like, I'm gonna keep going. Sold like, out, yeah. No. Sold it's out. So he's selling out. So no. it's like, what sold the out. hell? I mean, yeah, I did, it's um, crazy. Last weekend, I hosted for Bobby Collins. Mm-hmm. He's been doing it forever. Yeah. Like, he's. It is, is he 71 I think yeah. now and he said so his his one part of his intro if I ever make it I'm gonna be like Grandma Lee my memory just came up from let me, her let me tell you about Grandma Lee she man. was amazing she was the sweetest person I do ever do you know met. who Grandma Lee is no she mm-hmm. was she was the first comic yeah, no. on last time she, yeah. they finished top five. Oh yeah. yes, yeah, five. I do know. Yeah, and but, then she did AGT later in yeah. life. AGT, well, yeah. that's what okay, I mean. Not AGT. last time, AGT. She no. was top five. Yeah. Let me tell you, my hey man, Carmen Malone. <laughs> yeah. God rest her soul. <laughs> yeah. She's doing Daytona when Bonkers. Oh, Bonkers. Oh, and she's on stage, <laughs> and she calls Carmen back on stage. She says, "Hey, Carmen." I need you to do the show for me. She says, he says, why? She says, I, I shit myself. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, my God. Hey, Carmen same. had to do the show while she would have changed and came oh, back. Bless her heart. But she never forgot you. Yeah. I walked in the game. Yes. She's like, hey, Kenny Miller. That's how you, my son is Kenny. I'm Ken. Mm-hmm. If you call me Kenny Miller, I know, then you really know me. She says, Kenny Miller, how you doing, baby? I said, hey, Carmen, how you doing? She says, you going up tonight? I said, I, I didn't plan on it. She said, well, okay, well, you're going up. I said yes, ma'am. <laughs> she she remembered you, and, and that's 
I try my best with comics, so I do. Because I think that that really touches you guys, if yeah. I can remember who you are. So yes. you say Weenie Rose. Like, okay, I remember you. Mm-hmm. But you walk me, hey, Ken, I'm like, what's up? <laughs> well, I know you, bro. The Weenie Rose. Well, who did you go against? Oh, okay, I remember you. You talked about this, that, that you had on this. I will remember all of that. Mm-hmm. But I meet so many comedians. And when I tell you, bro, I talk to 45 to 50 comedians a day. My inbox is full of motherfuckers. Watch my set. Can I do this? Can I do this? So when I talk to you, you got to be like, I saw you in Daytona, March 17th. We were at Beaches. Michelle bought us cigars and you bought me a beer. I remember you. Your name is Kevin James. You had on a blue shirt. You go with Corolla, right? Yes, I remember you. Because if not, I'm... I meet so many people, you got to give me something to jump. So when you yeah. said Weenie Rose, I was like, I know you are now. Yeah. But I, I feel like that's that's that that's important to comedians. Mm. To remember who they are. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Hey, Ken, I'm so-and-so. So where I know you from? You met me? Oh, yeah, you were blah, 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 blah. And you can mm. see their face change. Mm-hmm. And that's how it was. Grandma Lee was like, yeah, yeah, Ken, oh, yeah. you open for me in this place and that. And I remember you from this and that and that. You want to go up tonight? Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, ma'am. Thank, mm-hmm. thank you. Like, that means a lot to comedians. So I be trying my best to remember mm-hmm. every comic I met and when I met them. And that's why I would buy drinks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I meet a comedian for the first time, hey, man, you drinking? Yeah, mm-hmm. let me get you a drink. I got you. Hey, mm-hmm. if I see him a second time, hey, man, you uh, Bud Light, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> for real? You make, yeah, I remember that shit. Yeah, I met you at, 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 at the last. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't remember shit. <laughs> Really it's hard though, but like I said, you have to you have yeah. to break it. I'm talking yeah. this and that, and like you have to break that shit down for me because I meet and talk to hundred so comedians people. a day. So I, I'm also not like delusional where I'm like I'm the fucking shit, you know? Like I don't yeah. expect you to remember. Like as a matter of fact, I, next time I see you, I probably won't say Weenie Rose. <laughs> I'll probably say, Hey, we did a podcast. That's a good question too. <laughs> like I am recently loving. I'm watching the new season of AGT All Stars or whatever they call it, Champions, whatever. And uh, they've got the the whole thing with like we have Grandma Lee, Preacher Loss, and some of the people. You know, go on. Why have you ever? thought about auditioning for AGC. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I did that shit back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, me drove to Miami. Me, Eric Myers, and, and Darren Moore. Oh, me drove to yeah. Miami, which, by the way, was the greatest car I, I ever had. Because Eric bet. Myers is just, I God, this is so, was hilarious. And I just wasn't, I did that for five years. I auditioned mm-hmm. for AGC for wow. five. But that's when comics wasn't big for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So how we got on. When Howie got on, mm-hmm. they start bringing more comics, comics in. You know, mm-hmm. Grandma Lee was an anomaly, but when they brought Howie on, Howie got more comics in there. Shout out to Mike E. Winfield, who oh yeah, yeah. just got the golden buzzer. Yeah, who got the golden oh, buzzer? Preacher. Yeah, and Preacher too, because uh, Howie was... Howie loves Preacher and yeah. Simon loves Preacher. Yeah, but before those guys, comics didn't go far. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They had a couple in the top ten and stuff like that. Well, but you don't UK remember guy, the UK guy that won the UK. Yeah, right. UK, but not right. it's not the US. But mm-hmm. most people don't remember the comics mm-hmm. on the show. The mm-hmm. one motherfucker that got close was the dude with the the one with the puppets. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't a comic. He, right. he, he funny, but exactly. he wasn't no. You wasn't a traditional exactly. stand-up comedy. Yeah. He had the yeah. puppets, so that got him far. Yeah. But traditional stand-up comedy. Just mm-hmm. recently, I feel like they've been showing more love to traditional standards. They have, and Grandma Lee is part of that, That's you know. And, I, and then, like, uh, she's the 
I mean, woman, first woman, whatever, aside from Vicki Barbalak, you know, that has done anything on that. But I think about that when I'm watching it, and I'm still there. I'm glad it's become, it's more and more popular. Mm -hmm. I mean, just to see a comedian come out and get a standing ovation and get a golden buzzer is like Mm -hmm. a thing. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because they're up there. Comedian is such a important art form i think but i i like the idea of like last comic standing also but i just, want the them to bring back the, 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 last the execution of it is bad because i feel like from what i've heard you gotta have an agent mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah it's like they're not me, looking for the best yeah comics. to me last comic stand should be like Okay, you don't put fifty comics in this should be Squid Games. Right. You don't <laughs> yeah, put yeah. fifty well, fucking comics yeah. in a room mm-hmm. and you don't know none of these motherfuckers. Like, all the judges should not know who the fuck any yeah. like oh. like like you go do a fucking last comic stand and you walk in, what the fuck Cat Williams doing here? Yeah. Yeah. Well right. <laughs> yeah. I wanna do I want their t- I want them to do a comedy reality show and I want it to be like the voice mm. where they're they got to turn Backs, around. They got to turn around for laughter, like mm-hmm. type of thing. I want them to bring it back. Like, what was the bring the funny with uh, Jeff Foxworthy and all that? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that was like a little recent, but nobody's touched it since Last Comic Standing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I wonder why that is. But I think, to me, I think now it's weird. I think, I think that comedy is is, despite the fact that it's becoming more popular. Mm-hmm. I think like real hard hitting comedy that people actually want to see is becoming more fringe mm. because the stuff that they put on television, like Netflix, are, well, we, like, are we coming to an era where everybody has a Netflix special? Everybody has a- well, but like I'm taking about like the, the the content and and the type of material that people are actually hungry to see right. isn't the stuff that gets put on television. Well, that's yeah, that's right. what Ken was saying yeah. earlier. Yeah. Like, like, like you getting a Netflix special, it'll sell you tickets, but you blowing up on TikTok... It'll sell you way more tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll sell you way more tickets. Social media will sell you way more tickets. And Netflix is, Netflix is dope to have because it's Netflix. It's, it's like having an HBO crit. Yeah, right. Right. Which, yeah. if you look at HBO, a lot of comics, that's not a lot of comics with an HBO special. Right. Mm-hmm. It's one, of the, it's one of the few where there's yeah, not a lot of... Yeah. People think it is. It's really not a lot of HBO well, they the, hours. They were the standard back then. Yeah. There now, was Comedy days. Central, 30 Minutes, a yeah. lot of those. Yeah. Kevin Hart, shout out to Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart gave a lot of motherfucker specials and hours and like... Mm-hmm. Early, early, like people early shit, early on, Kevin. Chappelle, people shit on Kevin. But Kevin done get done a lot for mm-hmm. comedians with his I heart, his um, LOL, heart oh, yeah. yeah. entertainment, whatever. Yeah. Shout out to Kevin Hart, and I'm just saying that so hopefully he hear this and give me a 30 minute special. Yeah. But I'm working on a 30 minute special with a comedian that y'all, I don't know if you know his name, Preacher Lawson. Yes. Um, yeah. Preacher Lawson doing the Preacher Lawson Presents. And mm-hmm. he's picking his friends and put specials out. So nice. I'm still going to speak. You going to do one? He ain't give me no money, but I'm still doing it. I, want a book. <laughs> I can't even afford Preacher. Is there the biggest is, room here in Daytona? I can't afford Preacher. Yeah, yeah, is, it, is it going somewhere like specific or is it online? No, or? no, yeah. We just started talking about it. Matter of mm-hmm. fact, man, I've been in black you. We yeah, didn't even talk right. about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Yeah, I've been in black But I got to tell y'all something, man. I gotta go home. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? My wife hit me up fourteen times. Like nigga, I thought this was over with. Well, thank you guys. Thank you so much for being here. This is you know, super thank you helpful for including me. I'm excited. Yeah. I love to talk about comedy. I mean, we could talk all night. All night. Know? Hey man, if you listen to this, take your ass to bed. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the Funny Style Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Good night.